Follow The Ron Show on Twitter at RonShowATL. The Ron Show on America One Radio. So it was on this day in Black History, February 10th in the year 1964. Sorry, I'm struggling because I just had this pulled up and I, I left the site. Oh yeah, it was on this day in uh, 1964 that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 passed the U.S. House of Representatives. A few months later, after a little more wrangling in the Senate, July 2nd, 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson officially signed it into law. Pivotal moment in American history, in African-American history and in American political discourse, signaling the beginning of the shift from uh, the conservative Democratic coalition that had a stranglehold on the South for much of the post-Civil War era, where you started to see a shift of conservative white voters swinging over to the Republican Party as the then astutely aware President Lyndon B. Johnson predicted. It was also on this date in 1966 that Andrew Brimmer was appointed to the Federal Reserve Board. The fir- 1966, just two years after the signing of the Civil Rights Act, get that, that Andrew Brimmer was the first African-American governor of the Federal Reserve System. That's pretty incredible, right? Uh, check this out. It was on this date in 1907. Grace Towns Hamilton was born in Atlanta, Georgia. She would go on to become the first African-American member of male or female gender to serve in the Georgia State Legislature. Her home, by the way, almost directly across the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, I believe that that has recently been... uh, There's been some discussion about recently... I'll pull that up in a little bit. Like Her her childhood home is uh, in some sort of historic preservation mode. Uh, I want you to listen to uh, this little bit about her from uh, the folks at the Georgia Women of Achievement. Learned a lot here. Grace Towns Hamilton became the first African-American woman elected to the Georgia General Assembly in 1966. Sometimes referred to as the quiet warrior, Grace fought for racial equality across many fronts in 18 years of service in the Georgia legislature. One of her most celebrated accomplishments involved her role in developing the Atlanta City Charter, a law enacted in 1973 that, for the first time, brought balanced representation of African-American populations onto the Atlanta City Council. Hmm. While focusing efforts on issues directly affecting the black community, Grace also worked to the benefit of the greater community by securing funds for public services and improving efficiency within the government of a rapidly growing metropolitan Atlanta. Uh, Our charge is to examine various possibilities for improving access, improved efficiency in the delivery of services, and uh, responsiveness to the government mechanism within these two two, uh, boundaries or within these two governmental entities of Atlanta and Fulton. Best known for her work as a state legislator, Grace was a driving force for change even before being elected into office. As the executive director of the Atlanta Urban League from 1943 to 1960, she led significant advances in education, voting rights, housing, and health care within the black community. 
Over decades of service, the characteristics that made Grace a strong and effective leader were also the source of controversy. In a decision that many believe led to her defeat in the 1984 election, she supported Walter Mondale instead of Jesse Jackson for the Democratic nomination for president. With a legislative career behind her, Grace continued in public service as an advisor to the U.S. Civil Rights Commission. For her remaining years, she was an active, recognized, and honored member of the Atlanta community she loved. Hmm. She was also, by the way, a cat person. You know me, I love that. And I was talking about uh, this preservation movement to preserve her home. It was her childhood home uh, that was also, uh, I believe, built and owned by her father, who was an activist himself, George Alexander Towns. And then she built a home adjacent to it in Vine City. The uh, National Park Service, uh, just this past summer, had decided to set aside a million dollars to go towards preserving those two homes. Again, those homes in Vine City near Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I knew I'd remember seeing that somewhere. It was also on this day in the year 1927 that Leontin Price was born in Laurel, Mississippi. Price became an internationally acclaimed opera singer who was one of the first African-Americans to become a leading artist at the Metropolitan Opera. Oh, how about this? On this day, 1937, singer Roberta Flack was born in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Roberta Flack, of course, would go on to record number one songs like uh, Feel Like Making Love, Where's the Love, uh, The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. Remember that? That won a Grammy in 1973 for Record of the Year. Uh, the very next year, her song Killing Me Softly with his song won Record of the Year. She, by the way, one of only two artists to win the Grammy Record of the Year in back-to-back years. Even in the age of Beyonce and Taylor Swift, Roberta Flack, one of only two artists to ever do that. Real quick for tomorrow's On This Day in Black History, it was in 1961 that Robert Weaver was sworn in as an administrator for Housing and Home Finance Agency, at the time the highest federal post by an African-American. 1976, Clifford Alexander Jr. was confirmed as the first African-American Secretary of the U.S. Army. And it was on this day, 1990, that Nelson Mandela was released from a South African prison after being held for 27 years as a political prisoner who'd been combating that nation's apartheid. He, of course, later become president of that very country. Looking ahead to Sunday, February 12th, it was on that day in 1909 that the National Association for the Advancement of Color People, the NAACP, was founded. 39 years later in 1948, First Lieutenant Nancy C. Leftnant became the first black person accepted in the regular Army Nursing Corps. All right. Back here Monday, 5 to 6 p.m. on the America One Radio app, AmericaOneRadio.com. I am Ron Roberts, host of The Ron Show. I want to thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.